and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest and greatest episode of Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and with me, as always, is the man with the master plan, the guy who's going to hunt dinos in exoskeletons. <sighs> it's Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going to hunt dinosaurs. Um, I hope you're good as well. You were sick, I know, the last few days, but uh, yeah. Week and a half, yeah. at least. Yeah, you. I'm still like... You can still hear it in my voice. Um, I had to use nasal spray so I can like breathe normally. I hope you don't um, got, didn't get addicted. <laughs> oh no no no! I'm very spare. I use no nasal sprays very sparingly, only when I really need to. It's not like so that I don't uh, build up a, a resistance to it. But uh, yeah, I am recovering. Um, I'm way more better than I was like two weeks ago. <laughs> um so yeah uh let's get this show on the road uh the last couple of weeks have been fun because it was summer game fest so a lot of games got announced too much for us to cover here but we're gonna cover some of the highlights some of the interesting stuff that came afterwards um we had uh the 25th anniversary of final fantasy 7 so we'll be talking more about that as well uh capcom had their own thing microsoft had their own thing um last episode we talked about the state of play so we're going to be talking about all the other stuff that came after that um do you want to start with with uh summer games fest or do you want to start with xbox uh, we can do summer games Fest first because then we'll do microsoft after because that's sure. how the thing went yeah yeah so a lot of stuff got announced during Summer Game Fest, uh, or as they like to call it, the Key Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, the Key Three. Oh good grief! But uh, they kicked off with um, with some more Street Fighter actually. Um, yeah. Like a couple of weeks before, we had a like a proper reveal of Street Fighter Six. Um, they dropped uh, the first real trailer. I have to say, I don't know if we talked about it the last time, but uh, I have to say it looks really cool. I think it was in the state of play, so we probably talked about it. Was it in the state of play? Yeah, because it had like this open world like thingy we talked about. Oh yeah, it was in the state of play. You're right. You're right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about it a little bit, but again, looks really cool. Um, they showed us more stuff. They revealed a new character, Guile, who looks. I. I gotta say, he looks kind of really cool. <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm not. A, I don't play fighting games, so it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. It's it looks nice, but I'm like, this doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah, but for someone who grew up with Street Fighter, this was like really cool for me to mm. see because, like, because story wise, like lore wise, uh, Street Fighter Six takes place after Street Fighter Three. It's very confusing. I know. Um. But basically, canonically, it's like Street Fighter, uh, Street Fighter One, Street Fighter Two. No, sorry, it's Street Fighter, uh, Street Fighter Alpha. So the Alpha series, Alpha One, Two, Three, Street Fighter Two, uh, Street Fighter Three. Oh, sorry, Street Fighter Four, Street Fighter Five, and then Street Fighter Three. So Street Fighter Three is basically at the end of the timeline, and now Street Fighter Six takes place after Street Fighter Three. So that's so six is now the new end of the timeline so everybody's like way older 
Um, they're more mature in their fighting styles. You can also see that in their looks, you know, like Ryu has the beard and looks way more dignified as like a fighter. Um, he's wearing the sandals. <laughs> um, Guile looks older, but he still looks, he looks older, but also he does not look older, which is super weird. And he has a beard now too. So that's also a thing. Um, but the move sets look really cool. Um, they're doing a lot to make it more appealing to not just hardcore fans, um, but also with uh, more a more casual fans because they also have two different, um, not fighting styles, but control styles. So you can control it in the classic way. So, you know, six button configuration, blah, blah, blah. And then they have the modern style, which only uses three buttons four four buttons um to do everything and everything is more simplified in like execution like for example like doing combos is very simple um doing specials is very simple but that also means that complicated specials are not available to you then but it is for people that are more casual or have never played a fighting game to learn how to play a fighting game Okay. Or at least enjoy playing a fighting game, um, despite not having like the intricate um, finger gymnastics to play them <laughs> or an arcade stick. Um, so that looked really cool. Um, then it showed off Aliens Dark Descent, which is, I think they said it was an isometric RTS kind of game. RTS kind of game. Yeah. It was like, I mean, they showed a CG trailer, so you couldn't really tell from that. I thought it was just another Space Marines game. Yeah, I thought it might be like uh, last year they released Fireteam, I think. It was like a, done mm -hmm. by an indie developer. It was okay. I didn't play it, but it got okay reviews. It was a bit janky, but people really liked yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was like maybe like a sequel to it or something, but it's like completely different. The, 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 the theme in general, what I noticed with this Summer Games Fest, is like a lot of horror-like games mm. in it. Because like a lot of games were like, oh, this is another horror game, or oh, this game is horror elements. And like, hmm, okay, is this like a new thing we're gonna keep on doing this generation? Um, I don't know. I don't know, but you're not wrong because the next game that they showed was the Callisto Protocol. Yeah, which looks really made cool. by for which is made by former uh, Dead Space Dead Space developers. Yep. Which you can re you can really tell it's basically a new um, Dead Space game, just not the it's name. It's literally just a new Dead Space. Yeah. Um, but people are excited for it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's gonna be fun. It's coming out you know, this the year in there. December. Yeah, December twenty second. Really I think. Yeah. yeah, I might actually try it. I enjoyed the first Dead Space. Mm -hmm. They talked about Call of Duty too, but do you want to talk about Call of Duty too? No, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's coming out October twenty eighth. They showed like a. Yeah, they talked about Warfare too, but they did not show Warfare too. They showed a single player demo. Uh, but Sorry, the, not Warfare, Warzone. Warzone. Yeah. Too. Yeah, they showed a, a single player demo. It, I mean, like it looked cool. I mean, it's basically how. The single player of Call of Duty is always, at least the ones done by Infinity War, I always liked those. But this one was yeah. uh, was pretty cool. Um, there's going to be a multiplayer beta, which kicks off, I think, in August. And the exclusivity mm -hmm. is still there for the PlayStation. So you yeah, pre-order They get to play the, the beta five days earlier. Yeah. Um, they talked that they revealed the game franchise that has been gone for like 30 years. Flashback, never heard of it. Yeah, it was a PC game. 
um witch fire uh which is this like first person shooter set in this yeah. gothic theme thingy where you use magic spells and magic guns and yeah yeah sure they shot it off like a couple of years ago at summer games fest i think or i want to say it got a debut at the game awards like in yeah, 2017 something like that and it's been like five years since then it's like oh wow this game has been in development for a while quite yeah. a while um fort solace is a sci-fi thriller which also kind of looks like dead space but that one looked cool um, because uh, it has troy baker in it as voice actor and i mm-hmm. think the guy that did arthur morgan read that too yeah roger clark yeah so um that looked pretty cool yeah, it looked fine. And then another another sci-fi horror uh, routine, which honestly looked really creepy. Yeah, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that one because it looks it looks different. Um, it kind of reminds me of Alien: Isolation, but with robots. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, Stormgate, mm-hmm. which is a new RTS from former blizzard uh developers it really showed um, it looked like a new warcraft yeah <laughs> yeah basically old people that used to work on the warcraft franchise not world of warcraft but warcraft um they were not allowed to make new warcraft games so they were like you know what we're gonna make our own warcraft game yeah with hookers and blackjack <laughs> um so yeah, there there are a lot of games that were really revealed. Um, Goat Simulator Three kind of caught me off guard. It, it had like the um, they spoofed the Dead Island Two trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not only that, there is no go. There is no Goat Simulator Two. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. That's the joke. Oh, they went straight from one to three. Nice. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um let me see what let me just skip a couple of stuff, otherwise we're gonna be here forever. Um they showed off the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Stretchers for Revenge, which is out by the way, yeah. and I'll be talking more about that in what we've been playing. Um so teaser for that. Um they showed off uh Honkai Star Rail, which is the new game from the 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 Genshin Impact people, um, and then another, also another game called I forget what that's called. Um, another game that they're also working on. Apparently, they are really busy because they are doing still. They still do content for for um Genshin for their Impact. first game on mobile called Honkai Impact Third. They still do content for that. They do content for Genshin Impact. They're working on two new games. One is supposed to come out this year soon and the other one is supposed to come out next year I know. and yet we still haven't heard anything about this the switch port of uh genshin impact is there I a switch port dead. coming they they announced that they were gonna make a port for switch but i think that one is dead and they just haven't seen i'm it. surprised it never came to switch or it didn't come to switch already because genshin impact in my opinion screams switch but uh because it i mean it's a mobile processor in the Switch. It runs a mobile. It'll be amazing mm-hmm. with the controller. So I'm just surprised that it's not come to Switch yet. Yeah, it's super weird. I don't know. It's fine. I don't care. Um, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, which is this first person 
I want to say it's a first person shooter. Yeah. There's a lot. There was like a world. There was a Warhammer like showcase like earlier in the week. Oh, I didn't know that. That showed off like, I think like 10 different Warhammer games, which is insane. I do not remember what it was. Like, Dark Tide was one of the games they showed off. They showed off a bunch of games. Mm. Crazy. Um, They showed off Saints Row Boss Factory, which lets you craft your own boss. Okay. Um, Humankind is coming to console and Game Pass. Nice. Pretty cool. They showed off uh, some Nightwing uh, footage from Gotham Knights, which, what is your opinion on that? Because they showed off a trailer. um, Well, they showed off gameplay like a couple of weeks prior. I personally think like it could be, I think it could be a fun game. I mean, it's made by the people that did Arkham Origins. It wasn't a bad game. And I think people kind of want a new superhero game because... It's been years since we got anything in the Batman franchise, so I think, and, and they've been. Well, the last on thing was Arkham Knight, and people were like, "Love the gameplay, hate the, ba- hate Batmobile. the Batmobile." Yeah, segments. I have the same. I think um, people like. I, I think they will like it. it, it they, they have taken the time for it because it got announced a couple of years ago, so I, mm-hmm. I, I might, and it's it got delayed, so it got, could be polished up more. So. I can't imagine it being a good game. Um, I think it includes some form of co-op, so it can also be fun to play with friends. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I am looking forward to it. It's coming out this year, I, so. I think it's only two-player co-op, though. It's better than nothing, because the, fir- the previous games didn't have co-op at all. Yeah, true. Yeah, because those were single-player yeah. games. Um, and lastly, a new Layers of Fear... Uh, fears, sorry. Uh, another horror title. Wow, you're right. It's a lot of horror. Like as I said, it's like a new oh, trend. Oh, sorry. <coughs> I skipped one that was actually pretty cool. Um, Marvel's Midnight Sun. Yeah, that's also by coming out this year. Uh, by Firaxis, yeah. which is also coming out this year. It looks really cool. Yeah, they introduced some new characters: uh, a corrupted Venom, and Spider-Man joins the ranks. Yeah, without like, any licensing cool issues or exclusive rights stuff, apparently. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. But I think it's because it's a PC first, first title. No, I think it's no, coming I to console as well. Is it coming? Oh, yeah, it is coming to console. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, that that stuff, like, the that stuff in Avengers made no sense. Yeah. But whatever. Um, so that, in a nutshell, is basically some of the highlights from Summer Game Fest. There are more titles that were announced, but... I would recommend just looking up the looking up the list and see like what games we forgot were one game to you. Wait, what? It, it leaked out the day before, and then it got shown at the end. The last of Us one remake. Oh right. Wait, why is that not in this list? I don't know, but it was the last thing they showed because they first they gave a t- they gave an update around factions, or at least mm-hmm. we thought it was factions, but they said like that they're making an, a completely standalone multiplayer last game in the Last of Us universe. And it's going to come yep. out next year because initially they were just going to do factions. But um, I think it, yeah, it grew up in, in, in scope and now they want to do something like dedicated and they want to bring the, the Naughty Dog sauce to it. So like story driven. Um, they just so showed concept art. It's based in San Francisco, I think. Um, yeah. The way Neil Druckmann presented it, it made it sound pretty exciting. Um, and then they're doing And yet they still had no footage of the game. Yeah. And then they showed off uh, the trailer for The Last of Us 1 remake, 
which is basically mm. the Last of Us One in the Last of Us Two engine, and also with gameplay features from Last of Us Two. Um, it's gonna cost full price, so it's gonna be eighty euros here. Um, it's coming out yeah. in September, and it's also coming to PC later. Um, I'll buy it in a sale. I think but the I'm not reason why it, it exists is because they wanted to bring it to PC, but yeah. they wanted a higher fidelity version. Yeah. And they knew they couldn't just do just PC yeah. and then not bring it out on PlayStation because they know that they'd get the PlayStation fanboys raging about that. Yep. So yeah. I think that's the that's the real reason it exists because outside of that, it has no reason to exist. Yeah. And I and I think this is something we will see more and more because there are more and more rumors going around that Sony is going to bring more titles to PC this year or in the next years. So like I think they confirmed actually it's not even like a rumor. Like I think they said uh, that they're gonna do more. They said that they we're gonna do more. But the, the titles in question are well what the names that are floated are Returnal, which would make sense, uh Ghost yep. of Tsushima. Um wait, isn't that already coming to PC Returnal? No, it's not been announced yet. Not that I know of. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, so basically like the big Sony first-party franchise games, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if Forbidden West eventually comes to PC. Um, yeah, so... And I mean, it's not a bad move. The more people get to play it, um, I think God of War runs pretty good on the Steam Deck, for example. So you can also maybe tackle the people that want to play their games on the go. Um, mm-hmm. I might actually buy... A, if developed as a second-gen Steam Deck, I might actually buy one because, you know, it's it's cool to have those games on the go. Um, mm. even though I'm not on the go that often, but it's the idea, I guess. Um, mm. And I, I'm I'm looking forward to it catching just as much dust as your Switch. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, last time, uh, Uncharted is also still coming to PC this year. It hasn't come out yet. So, I mean, there are some... some, And then we get Spider-Man remastered. We get Miles Morales. Oh, that one is coming to PC. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we have a yeah. pretty a good lineup of Sony games coming to PC this year. And I think they just want to keep that momentum going forward. Um, I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised if they do like a Last of Us uh, Part 2 definitive edition for PC and for PS5, um, you know, to also lock that in because you can't have Last of Wait, Us Wait, didn't it already get an update for PS5? It got a 60 FPS update, but that's it. Yeah. Anything to to uh, milk the crap out of video games, huh? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that in the way that, I mean, it's not just Sony doing that. A lot of developers are. No, I'm I'm not saying it's just Sony that's doing it, yeah. but come on, it's happening way too often. Yeah, and I think, I, honestly, I think partially it's because of that. Maybe there isn't enough games to go around that they're doing this. Of besides them wanting to earn money. But if you mm-hmm. look at it, I was like thinking about this the other day. Like we're in the in the second year of a new generation of games, and like it's pretty boring. There's a lot like I I know that like it needs to build up a momentum, but it feels like normally I would say okay, you build that, you start building that momentum after the first year. But now it still feels like we're building up momentum. And then hopefully in year three and four, we'll get a lot of games. But honestly, my PlayStation 5 is gathering dust. Besides the fact that I'm not in the mood to play anything. But if I want to play anything, there aren't that many games that wake me like, okay, I want to buy that one. I want to buy that one. I want to buy that one. Like next week when the new PlayStation Plus comes out here, I'm going to get it. 
but I'm going to play Guardians of the Galaxy, a game that came out last year. I'm going to play Ghost. Oh, you're getting you're getting extra? Yeah, I'm getting extra. And then I'm just going to play okay. Guardians of the Galaxy, a game from last year. I'm going to play Ghost of Tsushima so I can play the Iki Island expansion, another game from last year. And I'm going to mm-hmm. play Demon's Souls, which is a launch title. So, like, there aren't like any a lot of games saying like, "Hey, you need to buy, you need to have a PS5 right now." Yeah, and then oh, we'll get we'll get to those titles. Don't worry. Yeah, so I'm hoping like, like, a lot of uh, yeah. I think 2020, but you're right. Yeah, like part of it has to do with the fact that the pandemic happened. Yeah. The other part is, of course, the the shortage. Yeah. Um. So people are getting, especially with the PlayStation Five, hard time getting a PlayStation Five. Um. Xbox has less of that problem even though people just i I hate to say it but people just are probably at least here in europe i don't think the demand for xbox is high because i think i mentioned in the last episode that if there was a friend messaged me and he said it's been three hours since the series x came into stock on ball.com and it still Mm hasn't sold out and then two hours later i checked and it was still in stock i mean when a ps5 comes into stock it barely lasts a minute, let alone five hours. So, I mean, I think in that case, and I don't want to take a dump or st- or, or or whatever on on Xbox because they're they're doing cool stuff. But it's like people are just not, at least in Europe, I think people are just not excited for Xbox. You know? Mm, yeah, I mean, depending on where you are in Europe, like certain places. Certain countries uh, are more loyal to one than the other. Like, for example, the UK would, yeah, that makes sense. Um, here is kind of, here is weird. The Netherlands is weird. Um, when it comes We just to, like, know what we what, like and we don't like Xbox. Mm, I mean, somebody at work I, bought I, a Series S and he, because he could get it cheap and he got Game Pass and the thing is gathering dust because he's like, yeah, I have all these games to play. But I don't feel like playing them or like firing up my Xbox. I like my PlayStation more. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Um, that just means that they're an impulse buyer more, but um, at least that's how it sounds like to me. Um, and I know this because I tend to impulse buy stuff myself. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, there is. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, there was a lot of stuff announced, which is really cool. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of stuff to be looking forward to. Uh, with, like, in terms of like we talked about, like the PlayStation uh, subscription coming out finally in Europe. Yep. It's, I think it's already out in the US now. Yep. It's available. Um, so in the so earlier when it came out in Asia, it came out that. Not all the games were like the US version. They also had the PAL version, which was running at a lower frame rate. And not all the games were running were being emulated properly. Um, so that was a thing. Uh, in the US, all the games are the US versions. Yeah, they're all running on 60 hertz. So they're all running 60. They're running NTSC 60 frames per second. No, no, no. It's PAL so, 60 hertz. No, it's NTSC in the US. From what I read, it was PAL 60 hertz. PAL versions never had 60 hertz. So that would actually... I don't know, but that's what, basically the, be what, the, what the thing said. Really? That makes no sense. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Um, But yeah, at least they're running at 60 there. So that's the thing. But 
even though still the emulation is not great. Um, on certain games, not all games, but on certain games, apparently. So I'm curious what what that if they're going to be resolving that anytime soon. Uh, I don't know. It sounds a little bit disappointing. I'm I'm not going to get premium for one, even though that's the one I kind of want to get because of the classic games. Um, I'm just going to stick to essential for now. Um, and I'll see when interesting games get added. Maybe I'll take premium for a month and do that um, and just check it out how it is. Um, what is cool, though, however, speaking of games that you can play, Amazon Prime is having their Prime Day. And to celebrate that, they are giving away people that have Prime, specifically Twitch Prime, a bunch of PC games, including Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Did you claim it or can't you claim it yet? Uh, you cannot claim it yet. I think it starts June 21st. So in Today. so as you're listening to this, claim it. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, claim it. Otherwise, you're going to be missing out on some really good games. Um, so it's Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Star Wars Jedi Knight Academy, Jedi Outcast, uh, Star Wars Republic Commando, Need for Speed Heat, uh, if that's your thing. Um, but also some classic games uh, like uh, Metal Slug 2, Rain World, a bunch of other games, like 30 different games. It's like, dude, like if you, the only thing is that for these um, games, you do have to have, uh, you know, Amazon Prime, Twitch Prime, they're one and the same. Um, and you have to have accounts on those services. So for the classic games, like good old games, you need a GOG account. For the EA games, you need an EA account because you need to you need to connect the the you need to re, sorry not connect but redeem the games through uh, that. Um, and uh, it is really cool. I mean, you're paying like what four like five bucks a month for like Prime, and you're getting like a bunch of games, like a bunch of good games. So. Like if you're listening to it right now, Prime Day, get your Prime Day on. Get them, get them games while they're hot. <laughs> um, but you know what else is hot? Being a pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but in this case, not pro pro consoles because it's way too early to be talking pro. Con- I don't. You know what the the thing that really gets me is that. People are already talking about pro consoles. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen. I read an article the other day in which they were like... It's not going to happen at all. People are still talking yeah, about it. Yeah, but like, I think the only reason we got pro consoles last generation is because of the, the quick adoption of 4K. But mm. we're not seeing a quick adoption of 8 or 6K. So there's no reason to do like a pro model. I mean, maybe the if the, the industry wants it or or gives off signs that it's what would be the benefit like what would seriously be the benefit of a pro version i think well it's it's basically updated hardware because the the what the the basically now what's running is it's zen 2 which is like a couple of years old we're already getting zen 4 i think this year and Mm -hmm. also the graphics technology is a little bit older or the memory is a little bit older from speed point of view so like it's it's like getting a new PC, you know, new parts equals better performance. 
But I mean, mm. I don't think. I mean, I can see a revision version. I could see them going for maybe a light, which has that you know because the components are cheaper. No, they'll do a slim, a, definitely. Slim. Yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll like do a slim, slim version yeah. or a light version or whatever. Yeah, where it's a bit cheaper and easier to come by. But I don't think even that I don't think is going to happen anytime soon because we still have we still have uh, store like part shortages. Yeah, and it's only getting worse. Yeah, again. Um, so that's fun. I mean, uh, the, I, I think if consumers really want it, they'll do it. But there is no incentive to do it right now. I mean, yeah, I, I also don't think that the pro models or the, the 1X or whatever you want to call it, I don't think they sold as much as they were hoping to. I think still people just bought the normal model. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also because it's cheaper yeah. uh, to buy the normal model or the S. Yeah. I think they still sell the S. Um, the 1S, sorry, not the Series S. They still sell those as well, though. <laughs> not to be confused. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the when I when I was talking about Pro, I was talking about Pro controllers. Yeah. Specifically, Sony making their own Pro controller. That would be very which nice. Just crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm playing a lot more Battlefield right now, and I've, I've, there's, uh, from what I've saw is, there's no option to flip the trigger, so you can't put R1 and L1 like with a simple switch to use as aim mm-hmm. down the sides and shooting. So I have to adjust the controls. But when you do that, some features might also fall away because um, other buttons are mapped to certain features, or you have two features mapped to one button, which is annoying. Um, but and the reason I'm doing this is because a trigger pull takes longer than a than an R1 tab press. So sometimes when you're in an engagement, you lose simply because the trigger wasn't pressed far enough to trigger it to shoot. It happened a lot with me with Call of Duty, so that's why I, I always shoot with R1. And I think a pro controller would be really cool because then you can just have trigger stops. So like the, the amount of room a trigger moves is far shorter, so it responds instant, for example. And they're also going to add, at least the rumor says, programmable triggers uh paddles you know on the back that you can uh, tie to certain features removable analog sticks yeah and also or replaceable sorry not removable. yeah maybe they'll do like those analog stick thingies that you can like the xbox elite controller has like the height the different height ones so the angle that you have to move your sticks is shorter um Mm -hmm. or maybe uh, there was also some stuff around software improvements so that the controller will allow certain software based uh, improvements that will enhance your experience yeah i don't i honestly don't know it's probably going to be like 150 bucks because like the elite controller is also 150 bucks so um as long as it works you know i don't care and as long as it comes in black (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't want a white controller oh my goodness there it is there it is yeah uh good grief. yeah my my whole um, playstation setup is midnight black or or matte black so like the i have the the, the brand plates i have the black controller of the black headset so like everything is in in a matching color i don't want all sorts of white and dual tone stuff just keep it simple all right well speaking about keeping it simple um, Microsoft kept it pretty simple when they had their Xbox in Bethesda showcase. Yeah. And the presentation um, style was a lot better compared to the previous years. Yeah, it was just straightforward trailers, trailers. I mean, I kind of could have done less with the 
play now on Game Pass. But uh, but yeah, it was really good. It was really snappy. Yeah. Um, there are a few games that I do want to like bring up uh, that they uh, that that looked interesting. Um, I'm not a big. I, I mean, we've talked about this before. I'm not a big like sim racing guy. But holy crap, did Forza Motorsport look good? Yeah, it did. And they're doing a lot of cool new techie stuff, which makes me, which makes the 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 the, the graphic designer part of my brain go like, yeah, that looks pretty cool. But I wonder um, if they'll be able to go. I saw, I, did, I haven't watched the video, but Digital Foundry did a video, and they're mm-hmm. doubting the fact that the game will be able to pull off 4K at 60 frames plus ray tracing. They're like. Can it really do it? I don't know. Only time will tell. I don't know. Only time will tell. Yeah. I mean, it, here again, it, the, the, the easy part of this is it's coming to all the Xbox games are coming to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So if you have Game Pass, you can try it out and see it for yourself. Yeah. Simple. I, I don't think they're going to uh, do native 4K. It'll <laughs> probably be like a dynamic resolution or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Um... They talked about a bunch of games, uh, but the, 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 the games that people were really looking forward to were Redfall, which... It looked honestly, cool. Honestly, to me, it looked fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, it didn't really speak to me. Starfield was the big one. Yep. That definitely looked like a Bethesda game. <laughs> yeah. But a lot nicer. Like, no annoying facial animations, no dead emotionless conversations anymore. It felt a little bo- bit better, but they've confirmed your character is a mute, which really sucks because I hate it when your character mm. is a mute and doesn't say a word. Um, it, it looked like a, a cross between multiple games. So, for example, the combat really reminded me of um, Wolfenstein or a bit like Destiny, and the mm. exploration really reminded me of No Man's Sky. So it almost feels like that they're just... Except you can't do the thing that No My Sky does, and that is fly into space. Oh, you can't? No, you, it's, a, it's a transition. You get a cutscene. Oh, wow. That's, wow that's, that's... The engine is not built for that because it's their, their, it's their old engine that's like 20 years old that they've been I thought they like completely cobbling new. new stuff. No, it's their same. It's the same engine that they use oh, for like whoa. Fallout seventy six and and Skyrim. Oh. No, 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 no. They just added more stuff to the old engine. Oh, okay. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was expecting to, because the way they showed it, like your your shuttle or whatever your spaceship, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that, okay. It's a cutscene that brings you into space. Yeah. I mean, they said yeah. it has a thousand planets. Uh, it, the game relies heavily on procedural generated content. I mean, there won't be a lot of like those thousand planets won't be. As They're exciting. not going to be interesting planets. They say they say that most of the planets are bespoke. Yeah. But yeah, what does that mean yeah. when it comes to Bethesda? Really? Yeah. Um, they announced. Yeah, there uh, are a bunch of a new partnership between Kojima Productions and them. They're going to do some kind of cloud-based game or cloud technology game, but it's going to take a yeah. while. And Kojima, the other the day after on Twitter, said. I just want to con- say that I have a very good relationship with PlayStation as well, and we will still keep on working with them. So it's not like we're turning our backs on PlayStation. I think it's hard to do because they basically helped you build your new studio. It'd be kind of weird <laughs> if you did that. But um, mm-hmm. I think they'll probably, to be honest, I think what's basically going to happen is, is they're going to be two teams at, 
at mm. Gmail. One is going to do the Xbox game. The other one is going to do Death Stranding 2. And that's basically how... If it's it big enough, sure, yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming it is. Um... Yeah, I mean, they showed off a bunch of other games, um, but like again, if you want to see the full things, there are highlights uh, lists online for that. Those were the games that kind of really stuck out to us. Yeah. Um, there is one thing that I wanted to talk about real quickly before we go to uh, before we go to break and then do what we've been playing, and that is that Capcom had their own showcase as well, and we already talked about Street Fighter Six, but they also showed off. The confirmed rumor of the Resident Evil 4 remake, which they say is a reimagining of the Resident Evil 4 story. We talked about so this in the State of Play episode. No, we didn't. We did. Because it wasn't this, announced then. Resident Evil 4 got announced during the State of Play. Really? Yeah. I thought it was announced at the Capcom showcase. No, it got it was one of the first games shown off at the State of Play. It's coming to oh. gen consoles, not to the PS4 and the Xbox One and stuff. All uh, right, yeah. Let's did, take a break we? right now, and then we'll come back, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the Capcom showcase and about Final Fantasy. Yeah. And welcome back to the second segment of the news. Um, let's just pick up right where we left off. Um, so yeah, we're talking about the Capcom showcase. They showed more of Resident Evil 4, um, which again, as we we're saying, um, is a reimagining of the Resident Evil 4 story, which is, I mean, yeah, I mean... I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, it's coming out next year, um, probably March. Uh, no, know. actually, it has a date. Sorry, no, it has a date. It's coming out March 24th, actually. Uh, yeah, right? I wonder at this yeah, rate if they are going to remake all... Yeah, March 24th, yeah. I wonder if they're going to remake all the Resident Evils till 6 and then maybe actually fix 6 if they remake it. I don't it. think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think we should expect a remake of Resident Evil 5. It looked pretty okay. Um because they still haven't done for example Code Veronica. Oh, that's right. That hasn't been remade yet. Um which is interesting because they went to th- they they did one did they? They didn't do one. They did two. Yeah, and then three. They did three. Um, now they're doing four. So they skipped one. Wasn't Revelations the remake for one, or is it something completely no, different? No, Revelations is a completely different thing. Oh, okay. It takes place between four and five Revelations. Mm, okay. Or at least the first Revelations. I can't speak for the second one. Okay. Um... Yeah, so one hasn't been done. Code Veronica has not been done. Um, so I don't know what what the plan is there. Um, they did show off more. Uh, they finally showed off the 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 DLC for uh, Resident Evil Eight. Yeah, which they talked about a long time ago, and then they didn't show anything. Um, it's getting it's pretty interesting that one though. Because it is getting, uh, it's called the Winter's Expansion. 
get it, Ethan Winters, Winters expansion. Um, it's getting a story uh, expansion, so called Shadows of Rose, which takes place years after RE Village um, and follows Ethan's daughter, Rose. You know, the one that you have to save in the main game. Okay. Um, they're adding a new mercenaries mode because what Resident Evil game does not have mercenaries mode these days? And they're adding a third person mode. Oh, that's right. Which is really interesting because apparently a lot of people were asking for it. So now you can see the severed hand of Ethan Winters in third person. Nice. <laughs> Oh my god, that dude's hand gets so messed up, man, in that game. Sheesh. Ugh, ugh. I'm sorry. Just like stuff like that, just ugh. It's okay. It gets under my skin. Gross. Um, but I'm not gonna lie. The third person mode makes it interesting for me. Now I kinda actually wanna play village. Because it's less scary. It is less scary in third person. Because that's how I that's how I experienced Resident Evil, like the first Resident Evil that I played was RE4. So I'm super excited about the remake. Um, but I talked about this before um, that now I have to actually save up for PlayStation Five, um, and not just for that. Um, we're gonna get that into into, into that in a bit. Um, but they also showed off uh, some other stuff, like we talked about before, Exo Primal. Or as you like to call it, Dinosaur Anthem. I don't really don't care about that game. <laughs> it looks fine. It's, I I can tell you right now that game is not gonna do well. I don't I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I there is gonna be a closed network test, um, but I think you have to like sign up for it. I don't. I'm not even gonna bother. For it. Um, it looks interesting enough. Uh, they showed off more Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Oh my god, that game looks so good. They're adding so much more cool stuff to it. I'm like, yo. And they released a demo, um, but I'll talk about that more in what we've been playing. Um, Capcom Fighting Collection is also around the corner. They showed that off a little bit. Um, they announced a sequel to Dragon's Dogma, which... Okay. Um, I think it did well enough, the franchise. So for me, it was super weird. They also announced a Netflix animated series for Dragon's Dogma. Um, okay. And I think they released the uh, the next-gen updates for Resident Evil 2, 3, and 6. Oh, 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're all coming to next-gen uh, platforms. Yeah, for free, I think. Yeah, so there is a free update if you have the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One version through smart delivery and uh, upgrade, upgrade whatever the upgrade path is on PlayStation. Um, but yeah, those are for free if you don't have if you already own those games. So that's very nice. Yeah. Um, but I think there's again a thing about. If you have, I don't know if it was that game or another game. If you mm -hmm. have Resident Evil Six through the PlayStation Plus collection, it doesn't work. Or Resident Evil Seven. I think there was. Oh, that that nonsense! I again. think that was uh, something again. Mm -hmm. Let me quickly check. Yeah. Uh, let me see. 
Uh, I can't see it here in the highlights. Maybe it is. Can't but be it, playing. Are, uh, yeah, it can't be. Isn't available through the PlayStation Plus collection. Yeah, that's stupid. I well, um, I genuinely wonder if it's a Sony thing because Final Fantasy VII Remake got a PS5. Got yeah, through, yeah, yeah. And that one was given it, through it, the normal PS Plus, and they said, "Well, you can't get the PS5 version for free." And then eventually they did. Yeah, I I don't know what the deal is there. Um, I think it's something like contract wise, like that they in a contract really stipulate like this game yeah. is given away through this service. We get X amount of money in return, and then if they were to do something that that steers away from that agreement it's contract breach so i think that's maybe the reason why they like really black and white look at it like oh we can't from a legal point of view because otherwise it wouldn't make sense not to do it Hmm. i don't know oh there is one thing that we missed um which i know it's not big for you because you're not into jrpgs but it is big um persona 3 4 and 5 are coming to xbox at the and PlayStation, PC. apparently, but I, I'm confused because Play- Persona 5 is already on PlayStation. Yeah, that was a bit confusing. Um, yeah, wait, it is coming? Yeah, they're also coming to PlayStation. Because I think oh, it's a yeah, remaster, yeah, five right? Five is already out. Yeah, it's a remaster. Five, five is already out, yeah. so I don't think it's about five. But four and three are not on PlayStation 4. No, so I think it's a it's a remaster, right? Uh, I don't think it's a remaster. I think it's a port. Really? Yeah. So they wouldn't even go through the effort to make it prettier? Oh, okay. So, okay, you know, because Persona 5 is not on PlayStation 5. It's on PlayStation 4. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. But that, then they're doing something to it. Yeah, that means that it's getting like a native, probably a native, a patch update or to have it run on native 4K okay. or whatever. Um, okay, yeah, I'm just seeing that now. Um, super weird. Um, I don't think the other games are coming. It doesn't really show that, but it's weird. Apparently, there was this weird embargo which did prohibited them from announcing these versions specifically. Yeah, so all it's the all games very, that Microsoft announced that are coming to PlayStation had a 48-hour embargo. So for 48 hours only, it was Microsoft or Xbox, and then the developers were allowed to say, hey, it's also coming to PlayStation. Ah, uh, super weird. That's a really weird deal to make, by the way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was a big deal, because people have been wanting that for a really long time. You know who's also been wanting these games for a really long time? Yeah. Nintendo fans, oh. what the heck, uh, Atlas? Come on, man. Give us a bone, man. Sheesh. It's probably a money thing. Uh, it's always a money thing. Well, Nintendo can be high in pride, but if they just shell out their checkbook, they can make it happen. So <laughs> mm, It basically yeah, feels like... the money hats. It feels like Nintendo is like uh, Ken Kutaragi during the PS3 era. We don't buy our exclusives. We earn our exclusives. Did he used to say that? During the PS3 era, he said that. And then shortly thereafter, he got replaced by Kazuo Hirai because <laughs> PlayStation was on a downward path when the, when the PS3 came out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes, Ken Kutaragi. Basically, Ken Kutaragi turned into a little, into like a light version of Don Metric during the PS3 era. Because he was there mm. only for the beginning and then he was just like slowly faded to the background. Mm. Probably for the best. Well, in Don Metric's case, they booted his ass. So. Um, but ye, but uh, yeah, that was not the only thing that got announced recently. I know Final Fantasy had their 25th uh, anniversary. They had their 25th anniversary for Final Fantasy VII specifically, um, where they announced a bunch of stuff. They showed off more of the the mobile stuff. They did show off some cool stuff. Um, One of the things is the... um, So there's Final Fantasy VII Remake, Mm -hmm. which came out in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're also doing another remake which is faithful to the Final Fantasy story. It's Crisis Core it's that basically, came to the PSP, right? No, because Crisis Core is a prequel. Okay. Yeah, which they also announced is getting a remake. Um, this winter. For all consoles. Yeah. This winter. All consoles. Yeah. Switch, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PC. Is it coming to the Switch as well? It's coming to the Switch as well. Wow. That blew my mind, by the way. I'd still play it on um, PlayStation, but, you know, that's me. Yeah, well, that's you. Um, I've, I've been meaning to play Crisis Core. It is really hard to find for PSP. I have it here. It's a PSP title. You're kidding. Yeah. You have Crisis Core? Yeah. Planning on telling me when? Planning on telling you when it never came up. Is it? It's not like something I shout off the rooftops. I have Crisis Core. I'm pretty Core. sure. I'm pretty sure I brought up before that never, I bought never. Crisis Core, and it was the German version. Never. This is the first time I'm hearing it. Really? Yeah. What the? I've, I need I, to borrow your copy. I have it here. I'm not. I've never. I've like only played like an hour of it. The funny thing is, I'm, I, I'm gonna have to borrow your copy before the remake comes out. Sure. Because I have a copy, but when I bought it, it was just the UMD. Oh. And it didn't say that it was the German version. Okay. And then I put it in my PSP, and then it was all in German. I'm like, <laughs> oh. oh, I was so disappointed. Um, yeah, to, because it's really hard to come by, and it's not cheap. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it is oh, not cheap. I didn't even know that. It was never re-released. It never had a digital version yep. because... Um, I don't know how they're going to do the remake. I hope they do multiple uh, language tracks. Um, I mean, it probably the, fit because on the Blu-ray. Japanese, but because the Japanese version um, specifically, one of the characters is uh, actually voiced by like this big, like this big musician called Gact. Um, and that's one of the reasons why it never got a digital release because they'd have to re-engineer a new deal that they can re-release the game um, with him, with his voice work in there. So I'm kind of curious how the remake is going to work. From what I have heard from people that have played the, the original game, the dialogue in the trailer for the new one is like literally lifted out of the PSP version. So like one to one. So like, yeah. So I that's that's the thing that I'm wondering if I'm if that's the case. They probably didn't re-record any dialogue. So I don't think anything's gonna change. It's just gonna be a re a a a remake 
uh, other than like better graphics and stuff. Um, so that was a big one because that was not announced before. It's called Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. And the reunion part is really important because they finally showed off part two of Remake. And that one is called uh, Rebirth. Rebirth. Yeah. And they said it's going to be three parts. So we don't know what the third one is going to be called, Revengeance. Um, you know, like as in Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. <laughs> I don't hope so. Pretty crappy name. <laughs> then again. Final Fantasy VII Revengeance. Then, but then again, Square Enix isn't really original when they come up with new games like Project Stri- Stri- Triangle Strategy. Uh, I hate that title so much. Yeah. Great game. Horrible title. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they showed off that they showed off Air Crisis, which is the more faithful remake that's coming to mobile. Um, that's getting a beta this year, but it's also coming out this year. Um, I don't know if I would want final, to play fi- a game like that on mobile. Yeah. So that's the weird part, right? Because it looks really good. Like if you look at the trailer, it looks really good. I'm like. So you could put this out like on consoles, right? Because it looks fine. Mm. I don't think anybody would bat an eye and be like, oh, this is a mobile game. But the reason probably is because then it will, like they're already doing remake on console. So why bother with that from mobile to console? Well, they also did Final Fantasy 15 Portable and that also came to consoles. Yeah, but they're putting like a lot of money into remake, and they want to recoup as much as that money if they can. Oh, you think they're not putting a lot of money into Evercore, uh, Ever Crisis? Probably less than into Rebirth than than whatever the third part's going to be called. Well, they did say it's free. It's free to play. You probably have to um, buy the chapters or something like that. Yeah, they're probably going to do that nonsense again. I am not looking forward to that. Oh, and it has cosmetics, so oh, you know you're, yeah. you know they're going to be charging for that as well. The funny thing is, is um, I'm only bringing this up because <laughs> you talked about like how good it looks. But I mean, I think with mobile in the next few years, we're going to get into a space where a lot more games are going to come to mobile and look really good because I think it's rarely talked about, but No Man's Sky is coming to mobile as well. It's gonna run on on I know like on the M1 iPads, so um, that's also gonna happen. Okay. Yeah, it got announced like two weeks ago during the developers conference thing, and um, nobody's talking about it. But I read it somewhere. I was like, uh, "This is pretty cool." No Man's Sky is coming to iPad and Mac later this year. One of the biggest surprises from Apple at WWDC was the focus on gaming on both the Mac and the iPad, blah, blah. However, Apple forgot to mention that No Man's Sky is also coming to iPad, something that was mentioned in the press release that the company shared. Okay, yeah. that's weird. The power of Apple Silicon enables every new Mac to run triple games without with ease, including upcoming titles such as EA's Grid Legends and Capcom's Resident Evil Village. And since Apple Silicon also powers iPads, game developers can bring their AAA games to even more users, like No Man's Sky from Hello Games, which is coming both to Mac and iPad later this year. Now, there's a hint of bad news here, which means that only the M1-powered iPads and future versions will be able to play the game because of Metal 3, which is, I think, their new API or something they talked about. Mm. But like the fact that No Man's Sky is coming to an iPad... It's actually it's really weird. Well, it could be cool because if I 
I can hook up my PlayStation controller on it and I can play No Man's Sky on the go. Not that I play No Man's Sky. I've been meaning to get to it because it's actually a better game than when it originally came out. Plus, it got a PS5 If you want to play No Man's Sky, just let me know. We can do some co-op together. Yeah, it, it's also coming to Switch this year. It is? Yeah. Oh my god, it's coming to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it's Sony's... I mean, like... It is, it's, it's Sony's uh, uh, Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, but the funny thing is, is that... The, ge- the game keeps on getting free content updates. You, I mean, like you. I don't know how they're doing. Yeah, that. I don't know because I they, don't know how they're doing. Yeah, that. it's crazy because also the updates are substantial updates. They add a lot of. Oh, stuff. they're big updates. Yeah, yeah. And from a business point of view, you'd be like, "How? Why?" I am curious how many copies they've sold so far of No Man's Sky. I'm curious as well, but I don't I don't know if that number's out there because they've also won like a couple of best persistent game awards, you know, over the years. Because I don't think, yeah, because I don't think they've like reprinted discs. Of No Man's Sky. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they've done that. I don't think that game has been reprinted. Actually, uh... I'm really curious. Anyway, um, that's big. I was not aware of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing, sorry, to bring it back to Final Fantasy, the biggest thing, of course, was Rebirth. Yeah. They showed that trailer off, which mm-hmm. looked amazing. Yep. Um, and again, another reason for me to save up to buy a uh, PlayStation 5, because it's only coming to PlayStation 5. Um, yep. But it's coming out winter next year. So either late 2023 or early 2024 at the latest. Yep. So I can take my time for that one specifically. Um, that one is a bit that one is a bit more of a need to play. Um, so yeah, that, that was, it's been, it's been, it's been a hot couple of weeks when it comes to like gaming news. Yeah. And then the rumor has it that true. And there's also a rumor that on the 30th, there's going to be a Nintendo direct, which I really hope that's the case because I'm actually surprised they didn't do anything during the whole summer game fest, uh, period. Yeah which is where everybody was doing their stuff. So it's like Nintendo is not doing anything. That's weird. Um, but maybe they're waiting until Sunbreak is out and then they have a bit more. When, when is Sunbreak coming out? Sunbreak is coming out on the 30th. Okay. <laughs> so the day that the, 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 the direct is rumored to be. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else in terms of news that you wanted to discuss? No. Then um, then I guess we'll take another break. And when we be back, we'll be talking about what we've been playing. So stick around. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the second segment, which is, of course, what we've been playing. So, Sean Templar, what have you been playing? Um, I played the Mario Strikers demo on the Switch. And, oh, how'd that go? Uh, it was pretty fun. Um, I, I did the training. I mean, um, I don't know how it is in the full game, but the training is a little bit... Uh, I wish it was a little bit faster 
because like they have like divided it up into like a lot of stuff and you have to do all the things individually and then restart a new one like i wish they had made it like more grouped together so it was easier to get through the training because now it felt like i was taking a lot of time to get through the training and eventually getting just bored by it and then because it was like the multiplayer demo it was available online at certain times so i got to play online but it was with someone else and I didn't actually want to play with someone else. I just wanted to play on my own against someone else because yeah, they force you to play. Yeah, because it's else, annoying because is... then you have to pass to the other player and then hope he gets what you mean. And but yeah, that's like yeah. only the demo thing. It looked pretty cool on the Switch as well. Like really the visuals. I'm thinking of buying it, but I just didn't haven't buy, bought it just yet because I'm like you know I don't play on my Switch that often or I don't play any games at all. So I just don't want to make it like Pokemon Arceus, like I bought Pokemon Arceus and it's still in the seal. I haven't even opened it yet. Cause I'm oh like, my God, please play Pokemon Arceus. Yeah. I'll probably do it sometime. Um, and then I've started to play. I've like, when I initially bought my PS five, there was a sale for rainbow six siege, which I bought for like 10 bucks and I played a little bit of it and it was okay. Cause I've, I've liked rainbow six in the past, but it's pretty hardcore. So I, I eventually stopped playing it. And then my Warzone group, like I haven't played games with them for months because they're all, all either playing Warzone or Vanguard or nothing at all. So they were like, hey, you have Siege, right? I'm like, yeah. So a couple of them also apparently have Siege. So we started playing a couple of Siege multiplayer games this week. Um, mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. Um, it's it's multiplayer based, so and it's pretty high skill. So, you know, you just have to make the miles and get and to play it. But it was funny because, you know, we're just playing with the group again and a lot of shouting and swearing and stuff like that happens. Um, <laughs> I, I personally like Siege. Um, it, it also has a free PS5 upgrade, which I got. So it looks pretty cool. I know that if your TV supports it or your monitor, you can play in performance mode, which is 120 FPS, which, of course, with these types of games will always be uh, a nice thing to have. Um the way the game works is, is you you buy the base game, which has some operators in it. Uh, all the operators have their own unique ability, unique look, and unique weapons. And then I believe through the season passes that you can buy, uh, you can get extra operators or you can buy operators separately. There's a huge roster of operators in there. And I think the game is already on its year four or year five uh, season pass. Um mm-hmm. So I think they'll just keep on going until they bring out a sequel or something like that. Um, you think it's going to get a sequel? I don't know. They'll probably want to do something new. That Oh, wait, they did. It was called Extraction, and it sucked. I think that's more like an expansion than a sequel. But yeah. <laughs> um, besides that, I've also been playing Star Wars Squadrons again. I think I mentioned it in the last episode. I've been playing that like on and off. I like how the controls are. I like the the story. It's a fun game that I can just pick up in between and play. Um, and then I went back to Battlefield because Battlefield has its first season that finally kicked off. Um, they've brought out a big patch with a lot of fixes, like hundreds of fixes. Um, and the fixes vary from stuff like netcode to performance to... Um, if for me, it feels like the gunplay has even gotten better. They've changed the stats of weapons like... Uh, performance of the weapons, so how the recoil works or how the damage works and stuff like that. They've added one new map, which is called Exposure, which to me feels a lot like Damavon Peak from uh, Battlefield 3. That was a pretty cool map. It was like this this base in the mountains, and then you had like a tunnel in between, 
and uh, if you were a daredevil, you would try to fly your helicopter through the tunnel, which we did a lot of times, and we usually found a tank at the end of the tunnel blowing us out of the air. Um, so it feels like it's a remake of that map because basically the, the, the setting is that it's a research facility on the U.S.-Canadian border, and because of a seismic shift, the... Um, the the facility has been damaged the russians think it's a secret weapons base and they have deployed troops on the ground and you either defend or attack the facility um it is a pretty big and open map so it allows a lot of verticality for example um if you have the the specialist with the 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 wingsuit you can glide through a big part of the map um I I like the map. It's pretty open ended. I think it's 128 people players only. The weird thing they've done is is before this update they did 64 players conquest and 128 players conquest. 64 conquest is gone now, and I personally liked 64 conquest. Um, so it's breakthrough is 64. Wait, I thought 128 was getting the boot. No. So what they've done is is they've reduced breakthrough, which is a different game mode, to 64 players and conquest. Basically, is, is only 128. Um, and I liked 64 Conquest because if, if you play 128, the maps are pretty big. And then there's a lot of these open areas, which means you can get sniped easily. And that's part of like, I know how to play Battlefield. So I know how to move my way around the game. But it, it adds to this, if you're a Call of Duty player or if you're a new player, you step into Battlefield. You run for 10 minutes without finding anybody, and then you get killed or sniped. So I don't feel it's <laughs> like taking that away. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I bought the season pass. It's 10 bucks. It offers, it's basically like any season pass. You know, it has a lot of unlocks in it, customization, skin, badges, whatnot. There are a couple of new vehicles like helicopters, a couple of new weapons like the crossbow and a sniper rifle. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. I, 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 at least let me put it this way. I am hoping mm. from this point onwards that they will build on the foundation that they have right now because it feels like Battlefield now finally is in a place how it initially should have launched with all the fixes. And like seven months late, eight months later, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so it feels <clears throat> like this is kind of the game we should have gotten back when it came out. And I hope now that with the seasons, they will keep on adding content on a stable rate. So you don't, so you don't think it's too little too late? No, because um, like I bought Battlefield last year in the sale. It was 60 mm. bucks instead of 80 bucks. And then initially I put in like 60 hours and I enjoyed those 60 hours. And then eventually it felt broken to me. It felt like, Something wasn't working because I kept dying and I, and I was unable to get kills. And now I feel like with all the balancing and all the fixes they've done, that it's gotten into this place where it is a lot more playable for me again. Um, I'm like, I'm making kills. I'm not dominating as I used to in the past. Like I would really have matches where my kill death ratio was really high and I'm not there yet. <laughs> but I'm hoping because I bought the season pass, it incentivizes me to play it more because, you know, you want to get the max value out of it. Um, mm -hmm. but like I had a, a match just before we started recording on that exposure on, um, on renewal, which is like this map based in Egypt and it's partially desert, partially green areas. And then yeah. I was playing with the DMR and then I was just on top of a building and I was just like 
you know, I was sneaking my way around and I saw people in the distance and I was just taking shots and um, I was making kills and like felt really, really good and satisfying. Like, hey, I'm, I'm getting back into the feeling of Battlefield. And I have a few friends that have Battlefield, so I'll probably send them a message and then we'll probably play them together. The only thing that I'm thinking about is going forward into the future is I might just buy all the Battlefield games on PC because in the past, I've always played them on PC. And the reason I bought this one on PlayStation was because the graphics cards were pretty expensive. I wanted max fidelity when I played this game and I couldn't get it on my PC even though I have a reasonably good GPU. But I want with Battlefield I want to play it in 4K 60 FPS. And on PlayStation it is 4K 60 FPS. So that's the reason why I did it, but like a mouse and keyboard always are just nicer to play with with shooters than a controller. So um yeah, going forward I might upgrade my GPU this year. I'm thinking about it. So going forward I'm just going to buy them all on PC and then keep on doing that. And besides Ooh. that, um, no, that's basically what I've been playing. There are some games that are uh, hopefully from next week on, I'll be able to play Guardians of the Galaxy and, and Ghost of Tsushima and Demon Souls and whatever is in the PlayStation Plus collection or the PlayStation Extra collection. But initially, this is what I've been playing. So yeah. what have that's, you been playing? That's plenty. Yeah. Uh, well, since I was sick, I was able to play a lot more. Uh, I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise. Um, I don't think I talked about it last time, but I finally beat the main story. Oh, nice. So I did all the main quests. So now I'm just working on event quests, which gets you some neat, cool stuff. Uh, I already got the Universal Studios Japan, uh, armor set, which is really pretty. Um, I always get those because they're always really pretty. Um... Is the expansion I'm working a digital on... one? <clears throat> yeah, it's a digital one. There is a physical release that comes with the base game and the expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that uh, want to do it that way, that option is there. But it is primarily digital, yeah. But if you buy the base game with the expansion, from what I read, it's the base game as a car, as a cartridge and the expansion is a digital voucher. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm just looking up and I see I can see I can buy the game for thirty bucks, so maybe I will do that. It's worth it if it's thirty. You should get it. Yeah, the expansion is also f- the expansion itself is forty. Okay, so um, so yeah, if you can get it for cheap, uh, yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Um, again, if you want someone to play with, yo, yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> getting it so we can play it because um. Yeah, I we could def- we myself. could probably play it on stream even uh, if if that suits your if that tickles your fancy, um, or at least if you don't want to stream, that's fine. You can join me on a stream and then we can play. Um, right now, I'm working on getting the Akuma layered armor, Akuma from Street Fighter. Um, once I've gotten that, I also want to get the uh, layered armor for my dog, which is the Rush layered armor. So it looks. So my dog looks like Rush from uh, Mega Man. Um, there is also one for for the for the Palico, so for the felines, which makes them look like Sonic. Oh, that's cool. Um, I kind of want to get that, but I don't know if I'll be able to get all of that in time because just getting the Akuma armor is really hard, and it takes multiple 
like multiple victories because I need to get a specific drop that you only get once you've beaten that quest. And you get, at the most, you'll get three of these or two. And I need 20 of them. I only have 13 now. Mm. So I still need seven. So I, at the very least, I still need to do this uh, event quest two or three more times. Or four more times, depending on how much we get, how much I get. Because, you know, if you lose, you don't get the item. So, so that's been fun. <laughs> so I've been playing that. I played the demo for uh, the, the, the expansion Sunbreak, mm -hmm. which has a bunch of new features in it, um, which is really cool. Um, like one of the things is the Switch, uh, is the Switch uh, skill swap which allows you to swap switch skills um, on basically on the fly, uh, which means you can have way more versatility in how you deal with monsters. Um, they added a bunch of new bugs so that you can get more rewards, um, do more damage when you're riding a, uh, riding a monster, which is really cool. Uh, tried that was super cool to see that being implemented. I didn't even know that that was a thing because they don't talk about that for some reason. Okay. Um, they really focused on like the switch skill stuff and like the new monsters, the new monsters look so flipping cool. I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. I want to play it. Ah, can't wait for the 30th. Um, so I played that I played. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. How is that? Because that came out recently, and it's on Game Pass. Oh, nice. So I actually streamed that through Game Pass. But remember, I don't have a PC that can run this stuff or uh, an Xbox. So, you did it so how did browser? I do it? Exactly. I finally got the browser thing to work. Oh, nice. Because, because I wanted to stream forever through the browser, but the problem was, for some reason, I was never able to get the, the sound to come through. Mm -hmm. Now it worked just fine. Um, I also learned something very interesting about Shredder's Revenge. It has crossplay. Oh, that's cool. But only you have the Windows version. Oh. If you have the Steam version, you can't do crossplay. Okay. That sucks. And you can only do it between Windows and Xbox. They're still working on crossplay between PlayStation and Switch. Um, so when that comes out, great that I'll get the switch version. Definitely. But for now I get to play it through the browser and it works fine. The game looks gorgeous. And if you're any like turtle fan, if you've played the old school, like the turtles arcade turtles in time, Manhattan project, whatever, you're going to love it. Is it a hard game? It's, I mean, it's a beat em up. So if you're used to playing beat em ups, like 90s beat em ups, specifically the Turtles ones, mm -hmm. you'll feel right at home. Nice. It does have a, it, it does, it, it, it does get a bit challenging, but uh, it's not undoable. It's not unplayable or anything. It's not unfair. Okay. Nice. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. You get to play, it has six player multiplayer. Wow. So you can hook up with five other people. You can play as all the turtles and April O'Neil and Master Splinter, um, and another character, and, right? And Casey Jones oh, yeah. is an unlockable. So yeah, there's options galore. 
Nice. It is really fun. I played I played with uh, Michelangelo first, and then I played with April New. April New is really fun to play. Mm. Nice. Cuz she has like this she has like this double kick. Yeah. Um that she does and uh she attacks with her microphone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is really appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's just so, it's so good, and they re they basically redid the classic 90, 1990s um, intro as well. So it's like the the theme song and everything, and it's just oh, it's so good. I want to play with more people, but I couldn't play with more people because the only person that was that had the game at the time only had the Steam version, so we couldn't do crossplay. Oh. So we were trying to get it to work. It's like why is it not working? It was like, and he was like, yeah, I'm on Steam. I'm like, wait. You're on Steam? Oh, I think it's only the Windows version. I'm like, crap! Uh, yeah. But uh, if you have Game Pass, it's definitely worth checking it out through Game Pass. If you don't have Game Pass, it is worth it. Uh, I think it's still on discount for $22.49 till the 22nd. I saw it on the eShop, so, it's uh, 10% off, yeah. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's like 10% oh, off. Nice. Um, because it's like the launch discount. So on Steam, it's also twenty two forty nine. Um, on Xbox, well, on Xbox you have Game Pass, but if you don't have Game Pass, it's twenty two forty nine. Also on PlayStation, it's twenty two forty nine. Nice uh, till the twenty second of June. That's cool. Which is probably after this episode airs. So, <sighs> oops. <laughs> um, what else have I played? I played or at least um oh yeah i've been playing team fight tactics some more nice the new season for that is out um it feels like a different game because they tossed everything around um and it just like all the all the classes are completely different now for all the champions um which is uh which is nice because it kind of puts everybody on an equal playing field for like a week and then after that, you know, the top tier players, you know, figure out the meta. And then I use that to to like I use I use basically when the when the pro players have figured it out, that's when I really get into it because then you can just look up at lists of like ideal um configurations of teams and whatnot. So that helps. Um because I'm really bad at that kind of stuff. Like I really need guides with those kind of games. But it is fun. It is still fun to play Teamfight Tactics. Um, and I think that's about it. Uh, oh, no, there's one more thing. Um, Resident Evil 4 was on discount on Switch, so I bought that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I was feeling nostalgic. Like, oh, it's like 10 bucks. Okay, sure. Nice. <laughs> Yay, I guess. I, yeah, it's still, it's still, it's. I mean, it's Resident Evil Four. I know that game front to back. So yeah, it's fine. It basically it's, it's runs just, on a potato these days. The exactly. Yeah. Um, did it? it did it, it ever come it, to it mobile? Because take... I'd be surprised if if they hadn't done it. No, I don't think so. That's uh, that's a funny thing. I didn't expect that. No, it's not a mobile. No. Wow, I am surprised by that move. Because <laughs> then oh, it man. really runs on, on a potato. I mean, Skyrim is not on mobile, so yeah, it's on Switch. I'm, yeah, it's kind of weird that it's not on mobile. Yeah, because it's it's like the perfect game, you know. The 
but they, but the other things they made like I think Elder Scrolls Blades or something. So they like made like a dedicated. Oh game. yeah, ugh, gross. That was so bad. I never tried it. Yeah, it's not good. It's very microtransactiony. Yeah, I never understood why they just don't. But I think that's the the market. Like people don't want to buy a game; they want freemium. They don't want to pay like ten bucks for a game and then have the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Diablo Immortal says hi. Yeah. <laughs> I think like you need a couple of hundred thousand dollars to get all the unlocks, or play for ten years, or play for ten years. Yeah. Good luck with that. Jeez. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's that's all I've played. Nice. <laughs> More than I. Um, will you do the honors? I will. Um so thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of Game Rivals. Um you can find us on your favorite podcasting platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Google, you name it, we're probably there. Um, we're also on YouTube. You can find the link for the video in the description. It's easier that way. Um, the video version always goes live the same time the audio version goes live. Um, you can find us on uh, uh, Twitter, Twitter, game underscore rivals underscore. Um, you can find Maximilian on Twitter at Maximilian underscore X, I think. Or is it X Maximilian? Uh, it's still just at uh, Maximilian. At, at Maximilian. Um, you can find us on uh, Instagram at Game Rivals and at underscore at Maximilian underscore X. Um, you can find Maximilian on Twitch at Maximilian underscore X or Twitch.tv yeah, Twitch slash, TV slash yeah, Maximilian, Maximilian underscore X. Underscore X. Uh, you can reach out to us through email, GameRivalsFeedback at gmail.com. Uh, we're on TikTok, same, or, same there at Game Rivals at Maximilian underscore X. And. Um, I think that's all. On that yeah. note, I have been and always will be Sean Templer. And I have been and always will be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later. <laughs>